So in our reflections on the parts of the Mass, we now come to the part that we call the Eucharistic prayer. This is the part that follows after the preparation of the gifts on the altar that Deacon Tim spoke of last Sunday. And it goes up close to the moment of the Lord's Prayer. There's a lot that we can say about that prayer, but some of the details we will cover in subsequent homilies or bulletin articles. But today I want to speak about it in first a general sense, and then I want to move to the application of what I'm going to say to our daily life. In order for you and I to appreciate this moment of the Mass, this Eucharistic prayer, it is so important that we remember and that we believe that the events of the passion, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus to heaven, that that historical moment is the center and the source of all grace for salvation. The grace that you and I need today was accomplished by what Jesus did on the cross and by his resurrection from the dead. It's in the Eucharistic prayer that we come into contact with these saving mysteries. How is this accomplished? The Eucharistic prayer is a prayer of the people of God that remembers what Christ did. You will hear that in the language of that prayer, where we are taken back to those saving events. This is why at the center of that prayer is what? The Lord's Supper, this Passover meal. And what does this Passover meal anticipate? The death and resurrection that will follow in the days after. But this Eucharistic prayer that we offer, that the priest offers on behalf of the people to the Father in the power of the Spirit, is more than just a remembrance. Because as the bread and wine that we offer are brought to the altar and consecrated and transformed, they become the body and blood of Christ. This is my body given up for you. This is my blood shed for you. Do this in memory of me. And so we remember, but our remembering actually makes them present by the power of the Holy Spirit at this moment. How is that possible? Jesus Christ was fully human. He took on our human nature, which means that he was born and lived at a certain time in history. This is why we say in the Creed, he was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, died, and buried, rose from the dead, and ascended to the Father. These are historical facts that were witnessed by several people. But Jesus Christ is also God, which means that what Christ Jesus did at that time is no longer confined to that moment of history, but can now transcend and extend itself to every single generation so that you and I can experience the power and the grace, the fruits of salvation in July of 2019, that it can be ours in our daily life. And so it is perpetually present at the heart of the church through the celebration of the Mass. This does not mean that Jesus Christ is sacrificed over and over and over again. No. But the one true sacrifice is offered and renewed sacramentally in every single Mass. So the Eucharistic prayer is a mighty prayer that we, the people of God, offer to the Lord with longing and yearning that we would experience the power and grace of the death and resurrection of Jesus in our lives today. And what are the fruits of that sacrifice and resurrection? The language of the Eucharistic prayer that we offer mentions some of the main fruits, and they are these. Conversion of life and renewal. Wouldn't you love to be more deeply converted to God, like me? Wouldn't you love to see the renewal of your life and the church in a deeper way? That's one of the fruits of this Paschal mystery of the death and resurrection of Jesus that is made available in every single Mass. Another fruit, the forgiveness of sins. As we want God to continue to forgive our failures and our daily faults, another fruit of the Mass is the perfection of love. I know that you and I would love to grow deeper in our love for God and our love for one another. And we know we're not perfect in that, are we? And so Jesus would love to share the fruits of his saving mysteries so that we can grow in love. Another fruit is the fruit of the gift of peace. To have a greater peace in this troubled world, a greater peace in our lives that can be trying and hard and difficult. Another fruit is unity, a unity among all Christians and of God's people in a world where so many people are divided and separated. 
Reconciliation is another fruit. And the greatest fruit is that you and I would inherit eternal life with the saints. These are the fruits that if one participates in the Mass, that are lavishly poured out upon those who attend Mass. And I want to say to people in the world, you can have the goods of the world. It's these goods, these spiritual goods, are the goods that we deeply need and really want. For whom do we want that they experience these fruits? In the Eucharistic prayer, we mention several. That we offer this sacrifice for ourselves. We want these fruits for those that we love and are dear to us. We want these fruits for our deceased brothers and sisters, that the work that God began in their life in this side will be perfected after death. We want these fruits to extend to the whole church, especially to our pope and our bishops and those who lead us. And we want these fruits for the conversion of the world. And so we mention all these people in the Eucharistic prayer. How does this apply now to your life and mine? When we came here today, we came here after a week of grace, of experiencing what I just talked about, where you've experienced blessings and graces in your daily life, and now we come to the altar and we offer thanksgiving for all that the Paschal mystery, the power and grace, has accomplished in this past week. And we say, thank you, God. But now we come also because we want to open our lives again to the grace that we need now and in the coming days. We want all of it to come into contact with the saving power and grace of Jesus Christ. And so we bring that now to this Mass. So, for example, are we struggling with any weaknesses right now? Are there any sins that we are struggling with in our day-to-day -day life? Do you find you need strength to perseveringly battle against those sins and not to become discouraged? Do you, like me, need mercy in those areas of imperfections and daily failures? We bring those to the sacrifice offered by us today and receive further power and grace to take into our week and experience fresh victories to experience God's continuing mercy, the grace to persevere, to fight the spiritual battle. Jesus wants to give us that. Are you struggling in any relationships in your life? Isn't that where most of our struggles are? Not only the joys and the blessings of our life, but aren't the relationships in which we are isn't that where we find 
most of our crosses, our struggles, and our trials? Let's be honest, that's where it is. And that's where the Paschal mystery therefore needs to work. And so we bring those relational struggles to the sacrifice, the power of Christ's death and resurrection, and we receive it in holy communion, and we take it into our daily life so that we can persevere in love, persevere in forgiveness, receive the strength to be more patient, more understanding, more compassionate. This is the gift and grace of this moment in the Mass. Are you suffering in your life? Do you have any suffering in your life? My mother, when she was in the hospital, and it was so hard because the doctors could only overcome so much suffering, and there were some they couldn't do anything about. This is true for us. Sometimes we cannot change or overcome certain kinds of suffering. And so my mother and I, at the side of her bed, we offered that suffering to Jesus Christ, the Paschal mystery, so that that suffering in contact with the power and grace of Christ could become redemptive and salvific. Is there suffering that you brought here today that needs to be offered and to become graced by its contact with the death and resurrection of Jesus so to become a place of grace and of growth in your life and mine? These are just some examples. This is why we don't want to fall asleep at Mass this is why we're not spectators. We want to be fully engaged and to offer with the priest these sacred mysteries that contain power and grace for us now. And now I'm going to stop talking because we're going to do what I just talked about. Amen?